Appetite for Distortion. It is Brando doing a an episode via Zoom. I'm doing it all. All the kids are doing. Everyone's now uh, doing the the Facebook and the live video and the Zooms. But this is cool. Uh, so on with us today because what I'm going to do is release this as a video. I'll put this out on social media so and you can watch it there if you want to stare at some people's faces and whatever else going on. I'm going to release this as a video. Do you want me to? I, can, I don't have to. No, I like that. I just would have, I would have worn my golden robot top or my LA guns top. I wouldn't have worn my Mike Tyson top. Uh, he would have come in without a shirt in. Um. <laughs> Stephen had no shirt on before, so we can go back to that. Well, you do have uh, Mark Alexander Erber uh, behind you. You have Use Your Illusion. Uh, what is that plaque behind you? It's like a, a little booklet of user illusion one in a giant user illusion two uh frame that's it that's that's a guest pass and that was originally signed by the band in uh 1992 i think wow the whole band 92 the whole band yeah everybody's on there where'd you get that did you um did you bid on it? Like, or were you there? What, what, what's this? Quickly, There's nothing what's on these on? walls. There's nothing on these walls, Brandon, that I've had to bid for. Let me give you the tip. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike me, I had to buy that $50 uh, Duff McKagan lithograph. But anyway, so Mark Alexander Erber, CEO of Golden Robot Records, has just an incredible, incredible roster. He's been on the show before. Gilby Clark has been on the show before. Hookers and Blow are one of his clients. Uh, also, I will not get your wrong na- your name. <laughs> I will say it wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll mess up the sentence. But uh, Kristen, Kristen Tully, also yeah. from Golden Robot. I, I, you're you're dressed like Axel, so you're you're kind of in the mode. First day, I guess. <laughs> you got the bandana going. Uh, long, hair. long straight hair. <laughs> say that again. It was actually just a bad hair day. So this covered it. Oh. Up, so. Oh, me too. That's why I'm where I'm why I'm wearing my fish dicks New York Islanders hat. Same thing. I'm also bald. Oh no, Islanders. Ah, uh, oh. I'm an Islander yeah, fan. No, that's what it is. no, Ranger fan. Sorry. A podcast for another time, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today's guest—I mean, you guys are obviously part of the show. You both are co-hosts uh, today for Appetite for Distortion. But I'm really excited to welcome in Steve Riley. From LA Guns. Hey, Steve. Hey, good to see Brandon. you. Good to see you too. Good to see our players. I got to ask because I mean, there's a lot of things to ask. First thing is, I mean, because you look well, you look safe. Are you okay? Well, are you quarantined right now? The blinds are are shut. Are you gonna like? Are we? Are you around radioactive material? Are you okay? I'm pretty much following the orders. We've been staying in and, you know, just going to the grocery store, maybe the bank, the essential stuff, and just staying in. I haven't been doing much outside, but kind of getting crazy. This is getting old now. I know. It's like it's every day is, is, is Groundhog Day, and that's something oh, that we spoke about okay. with, really with Mark and Kristen. Uh, uh, last episode was just how to navigate a business and navigate our business. Uh, throughout all of this, but you didn't release a single because a lot of people are holding off. Like Gilby is holding off putting out his album, but you put out a new song, which I got to say is it's a really good record. It's a really good song. Thank uh, you. Crawl. Crawl is really good. Well, we really feel good about it too. It's the first single. And uh, that's actually what's been keeping us busy. Thank God. We got the single out. Kristen and Dustin have been keeping us busy with interviews so that's been killing a lot of time, too, and helping out with our record. But uh, yeah, we're happy with Crawl. We're really digging the band right now and where we're at. Well, Kelly, and, Kelly, was, Kelly Nichols was going to come on, and he's, yes. he's got something like 20 interviews that he's doing back-to-back <laughs> at the moment. So it's quite incredible the, um, 
the, the, the amount of press that want to talk to Stephen and Kelly uh, is actually blowing us away. The interest in um, LA Guns and the interest in this new Renegades album, which will come out later on this year. And we're just discussing at the moment the next single, um, which we're tossing up on what it should be. Um, but we're pretty confident on which track it should be. But it, it's, it, it's like that this, it, this single, this crawl single has come along at sort of the perfect time where people are wanting uh, pure, fantastic, in-your-face rock and roll. And that has absolutely given them what they wanted. And I think that's why everyone's so excited about it. And that's why so many people want to interview Steve and Kelly and find out what's going on and what's next. It's, it's been fabulous. Fabulous response. I mean, I, I, I'm a bad liar. And it just that song makes me excited to hear what the next single, single is, to hear what the rest of Renegades sounds like. But, Steve, you, you got to be going nuts because would you be on the road at the moment promoting? Or, or where, yeah, would you, where should you be right now? I'll tell you what, right now we should have just finished doing the M3 Festival and then a theater show right after that. But it was up till this point, we've had like about eight shows that we had to move or cancel. Hopefully they just postponed and they're moving them. And uh, yeah, we should have been on the road by now and been really pushing it out there. So how are you staying? Because I know just the, the hoopla around it is keeping you busy. I, I tell you what, thing. well, Brandon, you know what? I tell you what, in a kind of a morbid way, what's happening right now, like Mark was saying, this is kind of almost helping us right now because there is nothing else happening right now. So with Crawl coming out, with the interest in interviewing me and uh, Kelly, the, it's it's kind of like a good thing in a way because – if we were on the road, we wouldn't be able to do this many interviews. And so we're able to really concentrate on the single right now, talk about the album, talk about the band. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at it in a good way, though. But it's kind of like a strange way, too, because it inspires. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's, there's, a, few, there's a few silver linings here. The, the, the time that the boys have got to spend on interviews, um, and not from the road and not rushed is fantastic. And, and there's a thirst out there for, um, for this band. There's absolutely no doubt there's a thirst out there. I mean, you talked about Gilby single, you know, Gilby single and then video is, is gone gangbusters. So people want rock and roll people. And I've said this to you for a long time, Brandon. And even back when we were talking last year with Alex Grossi and Bookers and Blow, etc. rock and roll, is coming back big time. It's always been there under the, you know, it goes through its ups and downs, but I'm telling you 2020, 2021 rock and roll is coming back to the forefront. And you can tell by the streaming numbers. Now you can tell by what's going on. Rock's coming back and LA guns um, is in a prime position to capitalize on the thirst for rock. But you can't come back with shit music. You've got to come back with great music. And if you think crawls good, you wait till you hear the, the rest of the album. It's going to blow you away. The product speaks for itself, and I think that's the most important thing. You can have – I can't believe I'm, I'm going to use the word hoopla twice in such a short period of uh, you know, time span, but you can have all the, the fanfare around it, but if the music isn't good, if it, the talent isn't there, it's, it's, it's not going to matter. So the talent is there, and obviously people are still going to see you, Steve. And, you know, I – I'd be remiss if I didn't mention because you are in the news a lot. You are on those, you know, blabbermouth and other other websites. Is it? It's is it hard? Is it? I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Is it kind of a double edged sword for you to do the press because you know what the when you put it out there about and, and all the the allure and the controversy that may surround uh, L.A. Guns? Is it? Do you like doing interviews still? Because uh, if I haven't said it already, thank you for your time. I but, know. Or is, it, is it hard uh, knowing that what the people that are out there, you know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at? 
Absolutely. And you know what? It's not difficult for me at all. I've been doing it for so long, you know, with uh, Keel and Wasp and now LA Guns for like 30 years. And uh, I, I, I love talking to the fans. And if I got to do it through interviews, that's great. And, uh, you know, I know there's controversy surrounding the band. There always has been. And uh, I don't have any problem dealing with it either, too. Uh, people want me to comment on certain things. And I just kind of like, you know, skate away from it a little bit and try to go on to the next question. I don't want to get too embroiled in trying to make opinions on what other people are doing or what are they, what are they saying about me. Because, you know, I can read some gossip boards and I can see some people really dig it and some people don't dig it. And if you can't take both of them, then, you know, you're in the wrong business. And uh, I have no, I have no like problem knowing that some people don't dig what I'm doing. And, uh, but I think right now I'm really liking the fact that the majority of people are digging what me and Kelly Nichols are doing right now. And uh, again, it goes back to, you don't have anything if you don't have great songs or great performances and a great band. And I think we have all three of those right now. And I am really excited about everybody hearing the rest of this album, the next single and crawl is just a taste of it. And it's because it's got such a great groove. That's why we went with that song. But the rest of the album just burns. And uh, I'm digging on all of it. And so I really don't have a problem doing any interviews, you know, because I know good and bad's going to come out of them too. Well, that's the right attitude to have, of course. It's just, it's like the, we all know it's there that that's, that uh that sleaze elephant in the room, the eighties hair metal uh you know elephant in the room talking about LA guns and what amazes me is that you know both versions are successful, but what you've been able to do and the positive vibe you put out there through that, and even with the last interview that you did I, I you did with Talking Metal, and I liked your your answer that you like you never quit you just you never quit and I think that comes out in the music. It's like, I've been holding this flag this entire time. I, and I get that. And I respect that, especially from a guy who does a GNR podcast and all the, the, the controversy surrounding the name. And I love that sure. Axel's version of the Buckethead version of, of GNR. If the music's good, I love it. it I'm, I don't get too much. I don't get too much into the negative stuff. And, you know, I don't, like again, if the music's there, if the substance is there, I, I, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to enjoy it's it. Always, yeah, Brandon, it's always going to win out. The song being good will always win out. You don't have anything without songs. You don't have anything without good material. And I just, I don't know. I've always believed in everything that I've done with Delhi Guns, without what everything I did with Wasp too. I just always put my heart into it and believed in it. And I, like I said in a bunch of interviews, I never look back and say, oh, wow, I wish I never did that. Man, that was a bad decision. I wish we didn't do that. I feel like I always thought that got the decision out and I made the best decision that I could at the time. So I don't have any really regrets on what I've done. But, uh, you know, I really am the one who's kept going in LA Guns. Uh, everybody's left the band at one time or another. And I've stayed on and... I think everybody knows that I've run the business for the band and I make things happen and I, I don't have any problem doing that. You know, I wish I didn't have to do it actually, but I don't have any problem doing it. But uh, I just feel like getting Kelly Nichols back on board, my right-hand guy with the rhythm section, the two of us have played so many good songs together and so many good shows together as a rhythm section that was like joined at the hip. And he is such a prolific songwriter. And he brought in so many great songs for this album. And like when we bring in songs, it's bringing in the gist of a song and then we'll all finish it together. But Kelly is just a great guy to have around. He doesn't like the controversy. He likes to skate around it, too. And, uh, you know, he's a good guy to calm you down, too, if you start getting pissed off. He's a good guy to have there. And he's just, he's just a really good friend. I'm glad I got him back. You know what it is, Brandon? I'll tell you what it is. That at the end of the day, 
and we speak to so many different bands and deal with so many different types of artists all the time. And I understand, you know, the true artist, um, what they're like. They're like a chef. You know, chefs are artists. I used, to, I used to own a lot of pubs, as you know, and chefs are artists. And they have to um, do things in a certain way. Their brain's wired differently to the way my brain is wired, for example, or your brain is wired. So you've got to understand the artist. And, and sometimes the bigger the artist, the more insecure they are about certain things and their talents, et cetera, et cetera. But I think at the end of the day, in this day and age, in 2020, 2021, the artists that are winning for want of a better word, to use a Charlie Sheen word, the artists that are winning are the artists that are good people and nice people and easy to deal with and open to do things in a certain way and open to doing things um, a little bit differently. Like a great example is, you know, I got um, Steve on, you know, half an hour ago to Zoom. Now, if you thought you'd get Stephen Riley on a Zoom um uh, last year or six months ago, it'd be difficult. But but Steve is a nice guy. Steve is a great guy. And, it, and, and you know, controversy on one hand is good because people are talking about things. But on the other hand, when you, when you sort of read different things out there, it, no matter what anyone thinks, they actually think the same thing. Stephen Riley and Kelly Nichols are good people. So if you've got good people, no matter what the controversy is, if you've got good people and a good song or a great song and a great album, and you put those two together, and they're also, from the label's point of view, very easy to work with um, and open to ideas and open to doing things, then you've got a recipe for success. But if you've got people that, if you've got one of those things that are out of balance, like a good song, but people that are difficult to deal with, um, and I'd love to give you an example now, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But if you've got people that are difficult to deal with, everything then has a timeline on it. It's, it's got an end date. It's got an expiry date because it's going to get to the point where you're just not going to put up with it anymore and you're going to move on because this, this, this industry is hard enough as it is without having to deal with assholes. So I think that the combination of Kelly um, and Steve and the rest, Scott, the rest of the boys in the band, um, plus the fact that it's good, great rock and roll music and it's authentic Absolutely. and that's what people are loving it's authentic to the brand and it's authentic to to kelly and steve um it's gonna work and why should they get involved in controversy why should they don't need to they just need to take the high road there's absolutely no reason for them to get involved in anything like that because it's just their songs and their attitude and who they are as people speaks for themselves and that's it yeah, you know, and I, I tell you what, too, Brandon, is it's like the, it, it always baffled me why musicians would even give time because the time being interviewed is so precious to the product that you're doing right at that moment that to talk about other people is kind of just doesn't make sense to me. It, it's a waste of time. And we never got into mudslinging, Kelly and I. We just don't like it at all. We know the fans are keen to it, too. They don't like it. And so the thing is, is that we try to use every moment of an interview to talk about what we're doing right now because it that's the most important thing to talk about. You know, people want to talk about the controversy. You kind of address it a little bit. But then you have to move back to what are we doing? We got to get back to what we're doing right now and what we're going to do. So I don't know. We that's where me and Kelly are at, and we just will never ever get into the mudslinging. Never. Well, speaking of of Kelly, of course, uh, and I understand. I mean, the guy's got twenty interviews. I mean, good for you, Steve, for not lining up that many. You're going to save your. You know, your voice and everything else that you need. It's a, that's a lot. It's, it's very taxing for someone who's been on the other side for my, my real job, have to deal with those radio, what they call radio tours. Right. And it's one after another, after another with no bathroom break. Usually it's, it's a lot. So Steve, if you need to go to the bathroom, just don't take the zoom yeah, in the there. With bucket you. Underneath him, don't worry. <laughs> but this is a, a question and it comes from Australia, actually. Uh, not from Mark. This is from uh, a guy named Nate, and he wants to know what what made Kelly come back uh, to this version of uh, to, to LA Guns. 
You know what? It, when we were doing the album in 2012, Hollywood uh, Forever, we, he wanted to come back during that album. He expressed to me and Phil that he wanted to come back. This is when Phil was still in the band. He wanted to come back, and, uh, and Phil didn't want to have anything to do with it. I don't know why, but he just wanted to continue on with the band we had. I was all for it because, like I told you, getting my – sidekick back in the rhythm section and be actually we're best friends and always have been best friends through the whole thing. But uh, getting him back was like, yeah, let's do this. And uh, it didn't happen. So what happened was last year, I'm sorry, the year before last, those guys had contacted Kelly and asked him if he wanted to help write songs for their album. Kelly said, Sure, send me over some of the material. Let me hear it. And they, they, because they weren't going to send him some material, maybe to shore it up too, and maybe some of his original stuff. Kelly wrote back and said, Listen, this stuff is kind of weak. He said, Do you want to just start from the fresh on it? Well, that offended them so bad that they went on the press and did exactly what we're talking about. They tore him up. I didn't read it. I'm not all over the internet like some people and read everything that's going on. But I heard about it, that they tore Kelly up on the internet and just said a bunch of shit about him. And he's a sensitive guy. He doesn't like that, you know, and it really hurt him. At the same time, what was happening was I'm getting the offer to do M3 last year. And it, that happened right before I got the offer. So when I got the offer from M3, I called Kelly. And I said, do you want to do this? It's just a one-off show. And we'll do it and have some fun and see where it leads to. We don't know. We'll just go and do M3 and have fun. They want to hear LA Gun songs. And he said, Riley, what took you so long? <laughs> and so I called, we, we got together. We found Scotty and Kurt. Scotty has actually been with the band for years playing bass, but he's really a great lead guitar player. And Kurt was somebody who was floating around that should have been signed years ago and just never did. And so Kelly and I and Kurt and Scotty did M3, thinking it might have been a one-off. And that's how he got back in with me, just to do the show and see what, it, what happened from it. From that led to us getting management, to them contacting Mark at Golden Robot, and one thing led to another for another agency to take us over. And uh, we are like full steam ahead right now. There's nothing going to stop us. We feel great right now. Except for the coronavirus. And, and, and Brandon, <laughs> Steve and I were talking about the next album half an hour ago. So we've we're got, we're got some big plans, big plans and big world tours. And, and once, once this second single, third single album and everything drops, as I keep using that word authenticity, once the authenticity is out there, even if, you know, you've got a divided audience out there, you're going to start people that are pure lovers of rock and roll, forget the brand name, forget who's in bands. If you're a pure lover of rock and roll and that's what you like, um, it's like, you know, what I've said this to you before, I'm, or everything to me starts and ends with Led Zeppelin. And, you know, someone says, what's the best Led Zeppelin or what's the weakest Led Zeppelin album? To me, it's all good music, so I listen to it. So right. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me what songs they are. So you'll find that with the, the authenticity and, and of uh, when you listen to these other songs on the Renegades album and then the thing that these guys are good songwriters, they're good craftsmen, they know how to put songs together and that's why this is going to work. And then you get them live. Woo. And you know what, um, Steve, you haven't played live yet obviously because of coronavirus but you haven't played live yet um with any of this album out so when you go out on the road hopefully at some point this year whenever that may be august september october whatever it'll be you're actually going to be playing live for the first time with this band with right. a single or two out which is very exciting a current single out Absolutely. Totally exciting, Mark. And you know, it's like I know what we're doing right now is going to build up more excitement with the fans. They're going to want to hear more of it. And you know, we have been around for so long, LA Guns. 
that we have a certain amount of songs that we got to play during a live show. Yeah. I mean, there are must songs in there that we have to play and we want to pepper it with some of the songs from Renegades. And, uh, we're excited about doing that, but you're right. We have not played one show since this Renegades album was done, and uh, we can't wait to play some of it live. We know it's going to blaze. What excites you about this this lineup, this classic lineup of LA Guns? What excites you about it the most? Well, I tell you what, you know, the, the first thing off the bat is that when you look at a band, like you just said, Led Zeppelin, and uh, by no means do I compare ourselves to Led Zeppelin because I, I'm like with you, I'm such a fan of theirs. But when you look at Led Zeppelin, the rhythm section is so important in yeah. that band. Of course, Page and Plant, uh, the, the front and low center people, but you know, the rhythm section is the thing that drives the engine. And I'm excited that me and Kelly have a chemistry to play as a rhythm section because it's unmistakable. Us guys together, we play great. Switching Scotty over from bass to his real instrument lead is really exciting to me. And getting Kurt Frolick in the band, because he's such a great talent, great songwriter, and just so anxious to do this. I'm excited about the people in the band being excited. It really makes me go. It makes me want to do this. Kirsten, how is Steve uh, like as a businessman? Is he cutthroat? How does he like to deal with professionally? Is he You're great? I love dealing with Steve. I feel like you're so funny. You remind me such of a New Yorker, just the way you talk and the way your attitude is. And I think also that's part of what people appreciate about the band and about you guys. You're authentic musicians. You don't really care about like the drama and the hoopla. You're just like, hey, let me do my thing and I'm happy to be here and that's it. And I think people appreciate that. And that's why your fans are, you know, loving it. I say I, I agree with you, and it's true. That's really where we're at, Kristen. We just want to really play good music and write good music and have a good time. It's really all about that. It's like, you know, the drama scene that surrounds some bands is what a drag. Come on, it's a drag. We don't even we don't even want to go there in a little way. We want to just have fun doing this. But at the same time, we're real serious about putting out good music. We know nothing works without writing a good song. So we hope everybody likes it. The reaction to Crawl right now is exciting. Everybody's really digging on it. And Mark uh, told you that's just a taste of what is coming on the album. We got such depth on this album. And, uh, and yeah, you're so right. Everything's about having a good time. It's only rock and roll. It's interesting. It's interesting because we're not arguing, but there's a lot of talk back and forwards between management and the band and us about what the second single should be. And what's exciting about that is is because there's such a choice yeah. of which way you want to go. You know, with some some bands, look, it's clear it's got to be this, this, and this. But with this particular album, there's such a choice of what uh, should be the next single that I think that's exciting. And the music is very relevant to today. This LA Guns album, I find, is the most relevant LA Guns album for 2020, 2021 that you could ever, ever write. And what I love about it is, is that when they went into the studio at the end of last year, I mean, in a week, you pumped it out old school. Obviously, you had your pre-production, you had the songs done, etc. But to pump it out old school, so you can feel that electricity on the album. You can feel the fact that it was it was done OG style, and I love that. You know, it wasn't. It's not fat and bloated. You know, two months in a studio. It's a, mate. These boys got in, they got out, they did what they needed to do, they did it well. That's what I love about this album. Oh, totally. I tell you what, Mark. When we did this album. It was such a, a rush because I've done the six-month pre-production, yeah. three and a half months in recording, and it's a drag. It starts to get uh, diluted. You start to not figure, you can't figure out where you're at, and it starts to get a little muddy. This thing was great. We really utilized the internet. We had songs that we were sitting on, all four of us, and we sent them to each other, and we did that for a couple of months had two days of pre-production from morning to evening and went in the next day and started recording. 
And it was like Sabbath did the first couple of albums yeah. like that. It was like Zeppelin. They did their first couple of albums like that. Just go in and do it and play it. And don't think it out too much, you know. Don't make it a big thing tank. Just go and play it, man, and do it. And you can see the vibe on that. If you look at the – if you go onto YouTube and you, you look at the behind-the-scenes footage of Crawl that you, we've put up now – it, it gives it that real electric, authentic feel. You can see the setup in the studio. And that, that's going gangbusters, that video, because people want to see how you recorded it and what you did and, and what it was like um, pre-coronavirus uh, to get into a studio. It's how It was only a few months ago, but it seems like years ago. Right? Oh, I mean, it really does. And we really lucked out, Mark. We talk about it. We just made it. Yeah. If we, if we had delayed it at any point and said, yeah, let's do it in 2020, we would have been screwed. Totally. But we just made it. We went in November and we did the whole thing. I mixed it in December and mastered it in December and we got it to you and uh, we made it by the hair of our teeth. It yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, when I met Kristen in Australia with Billy Idol, that was – January 31st, I think, and February, yeah, February 1st, we were in Melbourne. I had two gigs on on the same night. No, no, I was in Melbourne. That's right. You're in Sydney. I was, I had to see the Billy Idol show because we had the kids supporting Billy Idol, which is my son's band. And um, we, I ended up jumping on a plane, but that was the last major Australian gig, really, because we locked down the following month. It's amazing. You were the last gig in Vegas, too, literally, the last show. Before the clean it's unbelievable. It's it's unbelievable. I think you know it's something people are missing the live music, and I think that's also part of what you're bringing back. Is you know you're there's a groove when you play with a band in a studio and not recording separate parts here and there and piecing it together like everybody's been doing because they've utilized technology, which is great, but it it removes some part of a groove and a feel for that rock originally has. And you're giving those people that live sense back because there's a vibe. There's a like electricity when you hear a band playing together and grooving off of each other. And I think this album has that. And it's, you know, it's a really cool thing to see coming back. Oh, totally. I tell you what, that, that idea of people flying in their parts from different parts of the world or different parts of the country I just don't like it at all. There's nothing that substitutes for the band being in the studio, playing together. And that's how we pretty much recorded this. We were in a tight schedule, so we had to record pretty much live. We were all four in the studio together, and I think it translated to the album, too. Yeah. Well, it's pretty rare today. I mean, yeah. you get a band together in a studio. It's like, oh, God. But, yeah, you know, yeah. also it creates something that you can't – it's not a tangible thing, but – you can't recreate that when there's four people or five people or however many people in a room playing together off of each other. There's nothing that can replace that. But you talk about the engine room, right? You talk about Riley Nichols, right? What do you, re- what do you reckon are some of the best engine rooms, bass drums there ever? I mean, obviously, um, uh, John Paul Jones and, and John Bonham are, are, are up there. Um, what do you reckon are some of the best... Um, rhythm sections of all time, engineering. Oh, you know, Roger Glover and Ian Pace, they're unbelievable. Geezer and Bill Ward, they were were kind of overlooked, but they were the engine that were driving everything. And uh, even Ringo and Paul McCartney, I mean, it was just, it's magic what they did as a rhythm section. But, you know, uh, I love Roger Glover and Ian Pace with Deep Purple. I think they were great. And, uh, they still are. We actually got to do a show with them a few years ago, uh, five, six years ago. And uh, I got to take a photo with Ian Pace, one of my idols, and meet him and talk with him. And it's still a thrill, you know, to meet one of your idols. I'm like a little fan when I'm around. <laughs> Is there an idol still out there that you haven't met that you want to meet? There are, you know what I mean? There's some people that I would love to meet. I'd love to meet Jimmy Page, and I, I'm just such a big Jeff Beck fan from the very beginning, from his Yardbird days, it shows you my age, and from the Yardbird days all the way through, whatever he's done, I follow Jeff Beck, and uh, all of his dramas have been great that he's always had, and so he's been a real inspiration to me, Jeff Beck. I would love to 
to sit down and talk with him and be great. I met him briefly in Chicago in 76. I was in a band in Chicago and we got to get backstage and hang out and he was playing on his uh, instrumental albums. I believe it might have been uh, his second instrumental album and we got to say hi to him and take a photo with him but he's somebody I'd like to pick his brain about because he's been in every situation and style. He's a real inspiration but uh I got a lot of people that I really dig in music, you know, and they're mainly people from the 60s and 70s because after that, I started playing my own and I on a lot of records and in a lot of tours. And so I, I didn't get to follow a lot of people from that point. You know, the, you the, there, right? you know living in the, the Sunset Strip. So I get to tie into the theme of this, this podcast and talking about the engine room, did you ever get to... What are some iconic like battery mates that you've seen? Did you see Adler and McKagan live in the infancy? Can you talk about some of the, the cool bands that you got to see while LA Guns, while you were doing your thing coming up as well? Absolutely. And, you know, we did some shows in with the LA Guns and Guns N' Roses together here in LA. And uh, we did Perkins Palace together. And I believe we did one other show with them. But Stephen is a great friend of mine, and Duff's a really good friend of mine, too. And I get along good with all the guys in GNR, and I thought that they were a great rhythm section. I love Matty Sora. I, he's a great friend of mine, too. But when you split an original rhythm section up like Adler and, and Duff, it, there is, you can see it, you can feel it. Even if the drummer or the bass player is really good taking the place of one or the other, it, they were great. On Appetite, you can feel it and you can see that those two really worked off of each other. And uh, both of them are good friends of mine. I got nothing but respect for those guys. Anything specific you remember from those shows, like a fun highlight or a, a moment? Um, well, you know what? Both bands, obviously, both bands came out the same time. G and I a little bit before LA Guns, and they just took off like crazy. G and I, we were still satisfied with what we did on the first album. I mean, it went platinum, and we had a great touring season for like eighteen months with ACDC and Iron Maiden, and just a bunch of great big bands we toured the world with. But. uh I, you know, the thing was, was that, you know, we just uh, we had that gig at Perkins Palace was exciting because both bands had been playing the club circuit in L.A. And that was a theater show before both bands went out on the big road. But there was a feeling that both bands were going to do good. We were happy for each other. And uh, it was just a great feeling. It was packed and the people were going crazy. And so that was a nice time right there. Apologies if you've answered this question before, but have you watched the the Dirt, the Motley Crue movie that came out? I have not seen that. I haven't, no. Because I'm wondering, because you've lived it. So I'm just curious of how accurate something like that might be. I, yeah. I, I want to see more of that, especially since Netflix takes, you know, we'll, we'll take anything for a show. I want to see that era. Because now we're, we're talking about, not just because of the virus, but how are we going to do concerts going forward, you know, in other countries and bringing it to the States where you're in a car, you're in your car. It's, it's, it's crazy watching these concerts. But so I think there's now more than ever, there's a thirst of when was rock and roll dangerous? And it was kind of, I don't want to say it was okay to be dangerous, but there was no killer virus out there. Uh, right. But the height of rock and roll and... Uh, thing back then, though, too, you have to remember, that was like the height of just the music industry. So, like, everybody yeah. was still buying records. We didn't have digital. We didn't have... We had all the... All we had was the physical. And everybody wanted to go see it live and hear, you know, have that experience of what they were hearing on their CD or on their vinyl or, you know, so like they, it wasn't oversaturated the way it is now with streaming and YouTube and everything else. And so like, it, it was a different time, you know? Oh, you know what, Kristen too, there was a lot of mystery in there too. And that mystery is kind of gone a little bit too, because of all of what you just mentioned that that mystery was so cool when you were just finding out stuff, from Circus Magazine or Cream Magazine, and you were trying to figure out what was going on with bands. And um, I did it 
in my early career before yeah. I got signed. And the, that mystery is kind of what's missing right now. It's okay because at the same time, being able to reach a lot of people on the internet is something that we probably would have relished back then too. And yeah. it would have probably helped record sales and everything. But yeah, I miss that mystery part of the scene. I think it also, it's just that idea of like, not being so accessible to the point where it's like, uh, you know, like now everybody, you can, as long as you have money, you can buy it, buy a meet and greet, meet the artist. So now right. there's no like, there's no barrier. There's no like, oh, I look up to this person. They're my idol anymore. And there are no rock idols because of that, because we're now seeing like that veil is removed and it's like, oh, he, he sits around in his pajamas too. Like, you know, people are, you know, podcasting from their homes in their pajamas. Yeah. And I mean, on a human level, yes, we're all human. But like, I think that's kind of what made rock and roll so like, you know, sexy and cool. And like, it was the fact that like, we weren't, we were all like, wow, that guy, like, we, that's so cool, man. Like, how do we be like that? And you know, you wanted that vibe. And like, that vibe is kind of like, not there so much anymore in the yeah. sense of like, the mystique. It's kind of like, yeah, like rock is still fucking rock. But there's not that... We know too much now because of the, the the social media internet. Maybe we know too much about people. I think it's part of the I love that show and I love Ozzy, but it's like getting to like we got to know him too much. Yeah, like, I wanted a little mystique around Ozzy. Yeah. I didn't want to know that he's that crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get yeah. that. Like I I would never go to the toilet in front of my wife because it takes away. You know, you're riding, you're riding your big Harley Davidson one Never minute. Never make it on the road, sir. Well, you're riding your big Harley one minute, cool as ice, and then what, she needs to see you on the toilet? Wrecks <laughs> all the, wrecks everything. Oh, it keeps so a mistake in things, I reckon. I reckon we know too much. Well, about. not to oversaturate, you know, L.A. Guns and Steve Riley, but we got you to use Zoom. So can we expect... <laughs> Any, any, like, you know, webcam performance or any sort of Q&A in the future? Any of that? Or this was a one-off? I got to tell you what. Mark set me up to this afternoon on Zoom. And I feel <laughs> like I learned how to fly to the moon. Because I'm that, I feel like I'm that bad on computers that when he dialed me in on this and I got it, I was like, are you kidding me? This is working. <laughs> I was lucky he had clothes on. Because <laughs> he, he didn't expect to pop up on the video. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Cause this was it was fun, obviously, just to see the the beautiful faces of, of Kristen and Mark, but obviously to see Steve, you as well. You know, it's, I like that shirt you have in your background. What is that? That that blue uh, collar Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, the Hawaiian yeah, shirt in your rack. <laughs> yeah, like it. It's a summer Hawaiian shirt. Okay, well, I hope you get to wear it on stage soon. You, you have to be a rock star to get away with that. I'd look like a goof in that. <laughs> yeah, we can wear anything. We don't want to be rockers, or you know, the rest of us are. Uh, <laughs> this this was cool. So I mean, it's kind of just a wait and see thing as far as the singles that come, and obviously we don't know about touring. So, but the fact that we know that uh, we are going forward, the single just came out. And there's more to be expected. So there's a lot to be excited for. A lot more Absolutely. to be Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Brandon. And, you know, it, like I said, in a, in a weird way, this is kind of working for us because people are starving for any kind of entertainment right now. And so if we have some good music to present to them and we could do a lot of interviews to talk about what we're doing, it's just all good right now. So we're going to try to utilize it as much as we can and just have our fingers crossed. I got another grid sent to me from the agency. All of those shows that were going up to the end of July are now starting at the beginning of August and going through. And I'm hoping that that, you know, works and it does happen because, I, you know, like I said, I'm gauging stuff off of sports. We're so similar and we've got a lot of festivals and people are shoulder to shoulder and, I don't know. We'll see how this works. Are people going to wear masks? Are they going to be able to buy merchandise? Are they going to, how are they going to handle tickets? I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. How are they going to see people? Is it general uh, admission? So everybody's standing a lot of question marks right now, but I got this new grid in front of me. It starts in August and we got our fingers crossed, bud. Those are all valid questions. 
And but we're all in this together, and that's the solace I take out of it is that we're all dealing with the same problem. So uh, hopefully we'll distract people a little bit for at least another hour with this conversation. And uh, Kristen, again, thank you. Uh, Mark, we'll do this again. And Steve, obviously, I hope we do this again. And uh, when you are on the road, and next time you are in New York, I would love to have you in studio. I would love to do it, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you, guys. guys. Congratulations on your first Zoom. You did it. I can't believe it. I feel like I really accomplished something. We're not a virgin anymore. Oh, God. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So that was fun. I'm thinking about doing more episodes via Zoom going forward so you can enjoy some video. I try to be entertaining visually. Uh, no rubber chickens yet. And uh, and the podcast version, I don't know, I'll give you something extra. How about that? For those of you who like to listen strictly on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So here is an edition of Fan Obsession. Fan So now we move on to a very special edition of Fan Obsession. And shame on me. I mean, we talk about the quarantine and we've all made jokes about, uh, I mean, I guess the only joke you could make about it is for us introverts who have been training for quarantine our entire lives. But since I've been dating my my girlfriend, because usually for food, it was fast food, it was Applebee's, I I should weigh 300 pounds and not look like a a high school cheerleader. I I have good genes, I guess, but uh, I guess have... A very limited palate. I, I, I don't know. I have a very fourth grade kind of look at uh, way of looking at food. I, the kids' menu is where it's at for me. It's always going to be that way. But since uh, we moved to Queens, we've been traveling all over. Whether it be Brooklyn, it's uh, our area of Queens. We'll, we'll, we'll drive other places. We honestly, we do. We just drove to Coney Island uh, to get. It was very closed. If Coney Island's famous, no matter where you are in the world, but. It was really shut down. The boardwalk, you can walk. Everyone was social distancing. Everyone had masks. I wore my Guns N' Roses bandana around my face. Uh, but the only – there was a few food places open, but we got Nathan's, and that's my food. But, again, that's, that's fast food. Uh, so shame on me being a Guns N' Roses and being a connoisseur of all things pasta for me to just recently find out that there is a, a restaurant in New York City not too far from where I work. Actually, in Tribeca, Spaghetti Incident. And yes, it is named after Guns N' Roses. And on the, on the line with us right now for fan obsession, because it's, it couldn't be a coincidence, I said to myself. It has to be a, a, a diehard Guns N' Roses fan that did this. And of course, it is. Giovanni. Sorry, I, I couldn't say that normally. Giovanni. Can I say that? Yeah. How do you yeah. Put- <laughs> the, the accent is right. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. Everybody. Hello. How are you? Uh, I mean, so we got Giovanni and forgive me if I mispronounce Gentile. Uh, it's Gentile, yeah, yeah, which actually means uh, gentle. Just put an I in the middle. Huh? Is that that's really your your name, Giovanni Gentile? Yeah, yeah, and actually also refers uh, there being a couple of uh, famous like people in the history in Italy, like one was a philosopher or something. Uh, named Giovanni Gentile, so it's a kind of uh, a lame name, but you know, there's a lot of weight on it. It is not, I'm going to say the complete opposite. That is, <laughs> look, because we were just talking off the air, you, I mean, you were paying me a compliment, which I have heard in my life, but I still will never refuse to accept, is that I have a good radio voice. To me, and, and, and thank you, I, I, I have heard that, and I'm not making that up from even before I got into this. You know, in college and everything. I don't know where it comes from because most like – just like you, Giovanni, when you listen back to this episode and other fans that we've had on this show and they listen back and they say to me, I hate my voice. And I still, after all these years, stay, say the same thing. I sound like Fred Drescher's nephew. That's the Sheffield in my head. But I get away with enough and then you know, I, I get compliments. So thank you for that. However, to flip it around on you – I mean, Giovanni Gentile. I mean, you must. Yeah. I mean, you must be. I'm just picturing you like Joey Tribbiani, just some smooth you know, <laughs> operator. And no, well, it's, it's, it's uh, all jokes aside. I'm I, I, I'm glad that you're on the show, but 
I wish I found you under better circumstances. Uh, well, actually. you know, yeah. any circumstances now is uh, welcome, let's say. So. I want to and, – and forgive me. There is uh, – I think it was Vinny. Yes. It was a local listener of mine, uh, Vinny McKeever, who uh, said to me – he's like, this was early April. Uh, hey, Brando. Not sure if you would like to share on your page, but the NYC restaurant the Spaghetti Incident, which was named after the GNR album, has set up a GoFundMe for their employees due to the COVID-19 shutdown. The owner is a big GNR fan. Up to you if you yes, want to share. It's correct. Yeah, figured if you bring it to your attention. Oh, and the place is really good if you've never tried it. So he said that, Gio. He, it really is in all capitals, and there's an exclamation mark. So you got a, you know, a good Zagat's review, I guess. From that's from, great, and that's great. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much, and thank also to him. And you know, we're doing um, our our best here. You know, making our fresh pasta. Our menu is pretty simple, let's say, pretty straightforward, like ten pastas. We don't do, <clears throat> you know, like uh, chicken parm or meats or fishes. We just do some fresh pasta and we focus, uh, you know, we really like pasta, so we just focus strongly on that. Yeah, so. That sounds so good people, to me. Yeah, no, so far people, they appreciate the fact that, again, we don't uh, diversify too much the menu, so we can do our things, uh, you know, as best. Yeah, it's when you, and it's the same thing, and I'm not going to deviate too much from it, but it's kind of the same in radio, and it's why. You know, instead of having a, a rock podcast or, God forbid, it ever be just a Brando show, which I will uh -huh. never do, but having a Guns N' Roses, you're kind of focused. And, yeah, I, I expand a little bit around GNR, but I know where my quote-unquote non-existent money is made. So you are focusing on one thing, and that's that's awesome. And I need to make it down, not just because uh, I've gotten to talk to you a little bit and you're a nice guy and I want to help support you, and that's – one of the reasons uh, I, I have you on today, you know, uh, us, we fellow gunners, we got to support each other, but fellow New Yorkers and just fellow human beings, we got to do that. But just well, yeah. as I prefaced everything, my palate is really juvenile. And I'm sure, <laughs> while obviously yours tastes great, I have a limited amount of things that I like, and pasta is, is up there. So, uh, well, that's good. That's great. But by the time, you know, I'm going to, because every, at least once a week, my my girlfriend's like, the other day, we had, yesterday, as I'm recording this segment, Coney Island, let's we got to go somewhere. We got, And she says specifically, let's support local business. And I'm sure this is happening all over the world. Support your local businesses during these these times, so uh, absolutely, I'm going to hit uh, you guys up. I guess didn't have the chance. I guess uh, yeah, I'll have you. Uh, I'll, I'll give a review and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, official uh, appetite for the distortion review after, and maybe take some pictures of it of the uh, right. there. Because oh, yeah. how are you serving right now? Because that's what's been interesting going to each restaurant and seeing how they have it set up. So how are you guys? set up and handling everything right now because that's something that's universal and we can all understand yeah well long story short we we used to have i mean we still have the our restaurant space which is you know like a restaurant size and we have a little shop next door we we use only to in the morning as a lab to make the pasta and at night for indeed the deliveries and takeout and it turned out actually very useful now because we had to close the restaurant but we could, uh, let's say, use as much as much as we can this space next door for deliveries and pickups. And so we still in the morning make the pasta and we can, you know, continue all our operation uh, in this little space. But, yeah, of course, we needed to to cut some, you know, like items on the menu and uh, to optimize uh, you know, some of the dynamics on the restaurant, preparation, uh, all the scheduled things about Beside that, you know, the only thing is that we keep very positive and we keep very happy at the, at the store. I can sell the stuff that is left, which is, of course, a, a limited amount, number of people compared to earlier to before. But but still, everybody is uh, in a good mood and we all think, uh, you know, we're going to get through this good. together indeed, even here. Yeah. That's awesome yeah. to hear. No, that's, that's the utmost importance. And, you know, yeah. for those out there, if you're, you're able to help out because... I'm fortunate that I'm able to work and others aren't. 
you know, uh, we, or we are seeing some uh, wonderful things happening in uh, humankind right now. It's, it sucks Absolutely. that it took a human uh, a pandemic for it to happen. But uh, let's shift gears for a second. So spaghetti incident. And actually, this literally just came to me. Uh, yes. I will not deviate too much. And I'll have to tell my, my personal one of my best friends about it after he'll laugh. But as I was a, a budding radio host, I would always, you know, I had my regular group of friends and we have our regular conversations about rock. And I have a friend who's as, as obsessed with uh, Van Halen and David Lee Roth as I am with Guns N' Roses and Axl Rose. And uh-huh. we always had a fantasy dream about opening up our own bar or restaurant called the Diamond Rose. <laughs> Needless <laughs> to say, that never came to fruition. Uh, so I, I, it's, it's obviously a very, very difficult job, but needless, and also needless to say that was named after, at least for my part, Axel Rose. So uh-huh. how do we get a New York city restaurant named the spaghetti uh-huh. incident? So can you kind of tell us that story? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a story that starts, uh, actually very long time ago. The, um, when I was, uh, when I still was a kid, and, and, you know, I come from a family with a lot of sisters. Um, I have three sisters, and all of them older than me. So growing up, uh, I, I find out in our home, you know, when I, was a, when I was a child, I find out a lot of CDs, a lot of CDs and, uh, and music cassettes. And a lot of those, uh, uh, they were from, mostly from the 80s and the 90s. You know, I was born in 82. And... Um, and the, my sisters, they used to have a lot of uh, Guns N' Roses albums. They had uh, used for Illusion uh, Part 1 and 2. They had Spaghetti Incident. Uh, they had Appetite for Destruction. They had a bunch of albums, uh, you know, along with other, a lot of other bands, too. They, they used to listen to a lot of music. So there was always a lot of music in the house, which was great for me. And uh, I've always been uh, passionate with music since I was a kid. And I remember, you know, looking at all these covers, all these CDs, that to me was like a dream, you know, like hundreds, really hundreds. Huh. Imagine three sisters, you know, life, so <laughs> hundreds. And, uh, and, and I remember this cover that, that was the, how do you say, the groundbreaking for me with Guns N' Roses. There was the cover actually of Spaghetti Incident. Because imagine, you know, a kid in a place full of CDs and suddenly... I see this cover with all spaghetti with tomato sauce. You know, very delicious. They really look so good. And I was like, what is this album? What is this CD? What are Guns N' Roses? You know? And I probably was 10, 12 maybe. I don't know, very young, very... And so I started to listen to this album. I remember first listening, you know, to... Uh, since I don't have you and uh, all the other songs in the album and then I, I like them so I wanted to, to find out more so I started listening to the other albums as well and and you know from there started my my I would say my connection with Guns N' Roses and um, of course you know there are many other songs that I they were my favorites and uh, along with you know Sweet Child of Mine and uh, November Rain and all the music videos you know at that time you remember MTV I used to yeah. watch a lot of MTV there yeah, was a I time. used to watch it a lot and um, and the videos uh, they were running all over you know and Guns N' Roses different videos I used to see them you know frequently and uh, and so kind of ingrained in my brain and um, so then there is a flash forward of probably like 20 years and um, I moved to New York I started working in a restaurant and uh, I liked the restaurant life and I decided you know one day I want to open my place so when this day come which was about five years ago um, me and, you know, also two partners in this joint. And uh, me and my partners, we sat down one night um, in one of their homes. And we started looking at a lot of um, things on Internet, a lot of names, a lot of uh, ideas to, you know, how we gonna after we're going to name this place. And we thought at the beginning, like, simple names, like La Spaghetteria, The Spaghetti Place, uh, you know, very easy name, uh, Names sure. and also easy to remember, direct. Sure. But but I still had that grain in my brain. Uh-huh. So I was like, guys, I have a better idea. I have a better idea because I have this. And I pull up a picture that I, you know, that I had ready of the album, of the Guns N' Roses album, Spaghetti Incident. And right away, my partner, they were like, OK. 
okay, stop there. Okay, we got it. We found it. And, uh, and, and, you know, I also put the album on and we listened to a few songs as well. And, you know, it just came part of it. And, uh, and so it was it. We decided the night, same day. Is there, and just like maybe an obvious question would be, is there a reason why it's spaghetti incident and not the spaghetti incident, right? Is that, is that a purpose uh, well, or am I overthinking? Well, it? there's not really a reason. Uh, don't, uh, it's not a, like a, um, of course, it wasn't a copyright or anything okay. like that. Well, just, uh, no, we just wanted to make um, easier, just two words, you know, like, uh, the okay. easiest as possible and the compact as possible, let's say. Oh, no, I, I like that answer better. That, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of things, and forgive me if you mention it, where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, near Bologna, uh, which is in Emilia-Romagna. Uh, let's say the same, more or less uh, close by Florence, let's say, okay. nearby. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge, because I, I asked and I, I don't, you didn't tell me anything has changed, but your family is all okay, right? Everyone. Yes, yes. No, thank you so much. They are all good. They've been locked in uh, in, in the house for the last two months, so they are extremely bored. <laughs> and uh, my my parents, they they can't wait to see you know my sister, the, their nephews, you know my sister's sons. You know, they just have to be a little more patient, but things are getting better. So I think, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna definitely see each other very soon. Yes. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I also want to acknowledge if, I don't know if the, the mic picked it up at this point in time, but the, the dog barking and I think there was some rap music that uh, passed by as I'm also on lockdown doing this uh, from quarantine for my apartment in Queens. But uh, as we've spoke about, I'm going to, Make a drive uh, to to go to see go to go to spaghetti incident, but also Please, it would be my pleasure. Did you? I'm assuming because I did the same thing. I went back because I'm only a year younger than you. You know, I heard spaghetti incident first, maybe with the exception of uh, of Nazareth. I didn't know. I didn't hear the originals first. I had to go back. So, did you? Uh, when you? When did you go back? I guess to listen to. The Misfits and, and Iggy or... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it was definitely, you know, growing up when I was like teenager, <clears throat> around my 20s. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of those, a lot of them, yeah. Right on, right on. And you said something that you told me off the air that kind of broke my heart and it, I guess it kind of... Well, it would make sense on a day like today and that's you not seeing Guns N' Roses. You, uh, because today, that's my terrible segue into what is news as we're, we're recording this, that Guns N' Roses has uh, canceled or at least postponed their entire European tour. Uh, do, oh, wow. Yeah, just dude. I think it's a lot of shows were very close. You know, I know a lot of fans were very vocal about you know shows that were just uh, over a week away that not knowing if they're going to get refunded or not, but they announced cancellation of that. And I don't, as of now, uh, I guess the show in July right now that I'm going to in New Jersey is – with, uh, is still on? I, I don't know, but they've only canceled. The I, I don't know either. And here in New York, definitely they are can, they are canceling a lot of uh, you know concerts and events. I know, but at the same time, they're looking <clears throat> promising for June and July. So it is. And, keep and our finger crossed. <laughs> I know, but you got to keep your fingers crossed, and we got to figure out a way because obviously your priorities are are they're they're correct right now and focusing on your family and your business and everything but yes yes you you've never seen guns and roses and no that was a big bummer i know uh-huh. and um, because of you know growing up in italy uh, at that time around you know 18 and my 20s um i wasn't yet going too much uh, out for concerts and um and probably, I don't know, I probably missed the, the moment that, uh, to go. And, you know, hopefully in the future, maybe I can still make up for it. <laughs> well, I, I hope so, too. And yeah. I, I hope the band gets word and they can have some uh, some catered spaghetti. It will be, will be great. will be awesome. <laughs> really awesome. And my, Slash, Slash was my, my idol for, I don't know, years. <laughs> I can only imagine. Do you play uh, an instrument or, or no? Mm, no. No, I I used to play a little guitar when I was uh, when I was younger, but only a couple of years. I I gave up early. Oh, oh well, me too. Yeah. I think I took one. But, but I focus yeah. more on the listening. I listen a lot of music all the time. Oh, sure, same with me. And I think I listened to, uh, or I, I took rather one 
semester of acoustic guitar in my middle school, and I couldn't get past uh, when the Saints go marching in past like this is just playing on the strings. I couldn't get from just playing string stuff to chords. So oh yeah, yeah. My I, I knew it wasn't for bleeding, me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how can because we do have listeners in New York, and we do also have listeners in Italy and all across the world. So you know whether they're just interested in, in contributing or. We yes, have listeners yes, that visit be, New York and, you know, go, and want to go. So how can we uh, find Spaghetti Incident on social media? Uh, well, we are on uh, Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, and uh, now, um, uh, you, actually, I, I'm sorry for the Guns N' Roses stars because at the beginning, um, you know, the first couple of years after we opened, if you used to Google, if you Google Spaghetti Incident, of course, Guns N' Roses were first, definitely. But now, if you Google Spaghetti Incident, we actually come right before but only because you know we had uh, some websites and blogs and articles uh, and uh, Guns N' Roses they do a lot of great music maybe they post less articles I don't know <laughs> but if you just google it you're gonna find us right away and uh, wow, yeah, that's of course, great. if you if anybody is you know willing also to support us they can support us in many ways they can buy delicious pasta and spaghetti here we have um, very cool t-shirts that we make uh, for our brand we like um characters of new york uh, and uh, and probably next year or next summer we're gonna make one for guns and roses as well and uh, and also there is um there is a go found you know now in new york um, a lot of businesses they are also trying uh, to do some go found for the employees uh, specifically uh, only because you know we had to lay off um, a bunch of people and uh, oh, yeah. you know, we are trying just to to give them help and something is already happening so I'm really happy for that, and but there's always room, you know, to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been uh, this has been awesome, and your your accent Thank is awesome, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Giovanni <laughs> I, I love it, and so I'm I'm gonna stop. I mean, this is you know uh, the end of the conversation of the podcast, but we're, well, I'll see you soon at the uh, at at the at the restaurant. So until then, yes. man, you stay safe and you have a good day. You too, as well, and thank you so much for the call. So that does it for episode 194 of Appetite for Distortion. Thanks for hanging out, and thanks for participating, as always, between episodes on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show, twitter.com uh, at the AFD show is the handle, or Instagram, Appetite for Distortion. And wherever you listen on podcasts, chances are you can leave comments and or reviews, so please do so. Tell friends about us. Always getting new listeners each and every episode so thank all of you for for just uh listening and talking some guns and roses with me until next time when will you see the next episode of appetite for distortion well in the words of acts of rose turning chinese democracy i don't know if soon is the word but you'll see it security, I'm going home.